Welcome to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for being here with us. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you doing today? Ah, I'm doing great, Jason. You know, it's uh, only a few more hours. Uh, <laughs> so I, I suspect uh, people are getting ready for their Christmas parties this evening, and uh, hopefully they've they people have gotten their uh, last-minute shopping uh, done. I guess we have the rest of today and um, part of tomorrow. Um, uh, of course, uh, there's only a few hours between church and when the stores close. And <laughs> uh, unless you're going to chop at Walgreens and CVS, I think they stay open late. But. <laughs> You're rolling the dice if, if that's your plan of action. But we're getting down to the nitty-gritty, aren't we? We are, and uh, it's fun. It's such a fun time of year. And speaking of getting down to the nitty-gritty, we've only yeah. got a couple more shows left on Saturday mornings, Bill. Well, that's right. Um, it's uh, We need to let folks know that uh, starting in January, uh, our show will no longer be broadcast on Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. And that's something that's very disappointing to me, but I don't have any control over that. Uh, but uh, we are moving to Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Uh, and so we hope folks can join us there. And if that's not a possibility, then the show will be rebroadcast on Tuesday evenings at 8 o'clock. Uh, and, and of course, uh, if that's not uh, possible, but folks still want to catch our show, and I'll let you explain how uh, folks can uh, catch our show otherwise, because it's on a lot of different platforms. Sure, an easy way is to go to WPTF.com, click on Shows, find Asset Protection Today, and there you can listen to shows there. Or if you want to search for any of the major podcast platforms, if whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, just search for Asset Protection Today, Bill Alexander, and this show will pop up and you'll be able to catch any show that you may have missed in the past. How about that? Yeah, the, in fact, uh, those uh, platforms... Uh, have uh, shows from years past even. I mean, it, it basically has uh, most all of the shows, at least for the last couple years. Yeah, it's uh, great to go back if there's a subject matter that you wanted to revisit. It's, it's all there. You just got to go find it wherever you get your podcast. Asset that? Protection Today with Bill Alexander. How about that? Well, anyway, I, I do hope that, that folks are, uh, well, I know people, People, uh, children are excited. This is just uh, that time of year. Uh, a lot of things going on, and so I hope uh, folks are not too stressed out over over everything. Uh, sometimes the the it, the fun can get to you, uh, <laughs> and and the like. And so and and of course, uh, we we don't want to forget about uh, the folks uh, that this may. Uh, for a lot of folks, there are a lot of folks out there that where this time of year, uh, uh, they it may not be a happy time because of things that have happened in their life. They lost a loved one or, or the like, and sometimes this kind of year can be difficult for people too. And so we need to, to be thoughtful of, of our friends and neighbors uh, who uh, may be having difficulty because of uh, 
uh, just uh, the time of year. Uh, but uh, obviously, for most of us, it is a fun and exciting time. Uh, well, this morning, I, I want to talk um, about something that uh, I talk about regularly in some ways, uh, but it's the fact that estate planning is much more than simply having a will, or even a trust for that matter, uh, because, frankly, there's more to it than just having a, a document that, uh, that, a legal document that, that states where you want your property to go upon your death. I mean, certainly that's part of it, but uh, the fact is, is that if you don't plan properly, your will will not control where your property goes. I mean, planning, to me, is about making sure that your property, uh, your estate, your legacy goes to your loved ones uh, the way you want it to, uh, you know, when you want it to go, who you want it to go to, how you want it to go to them, uh, and, and all at the lowest possible uh, price point in terms of, of trying to make it easy for them uh, so that uh, the process is, is not difficult, you know, those kinds of things. Uh, and good planning uh, makes for that and bad planning doesn't. <laughs> it's that simple. The, the, the worst situation is where people have done nothing at all. That leaves a family uh, in a lurch. And what's worse when you've done nothing at all is, is when you get sick and become incapacitated. Uh, that is a huge mess for families. And having good documents can avoid that. Um, and, and so, you know, when I talk about having powers of attorney, that's where you have selected a trusted person to be your agent um, in the event that there's a time in your life where you can't manage things for yourself or you can't make decisions for yourself uh, or you just need help. And the fact is, is that... If you have not made that step forward to sign a document giving someone else the authority, then your family um, doesn't have many alternatives. In fact, that's when guardianships are required, uh, accountings, bond, you have to pay for bonds. Uh, it's expensive. It's troublesome. You, most folks uh, need a lawyer to get through the process, uh, and, and it's and it's a lot of trouble simply because you haven't done what you should have done, and that's had those documents uh, drawn. And and then the the quality of the documents that you sign are important as well because. Frankly, um, uh, the short-form power of attorney uh, is very limited in terms of what you're allowing your agent to do. 
Now, if you don't have a trusted person, you, you know, if you don't have that person in your life, then maybe a guardianship is okay. But uh, when you have a trusted person in your life and you don't give them the authority that they need to take care of things, um, that's what creates a mess. And for folks who've been married a long time uh, and they're seniors, then having an enhanced power of attorney, which broad authorities, much more authority than what you would find in a short-form power of attorney or a normal power of attorney that most people sign. It's, you know, that is what is so important. But the, the fact is, okay, let's say that you've been to a lawyer and he's given you or she's given you a will and a general power of attorney and a health care power of attorney and a living will and a HIPAA release and if they're really on the ball, a digital release as well. Have you done everything? Here's what blows your mind. The answer is no, you haven't finished. You've just started. You know, okay, you've done a good job. You've gotten some documents done. But the fact is that there, you have to make everything else work with the documents. And that's what most people don't do. That's the difference between good planning and bad planning. And so I know we have to take a short break, but when we come back, I, I want to delve into exactly what I'm talking about so, so you'll really understand what I'm saying. Well, you're opening our eyes, Bill, and that's why it's important to have the best advice and accurate advice. If you have never spoken with an elder law attorney before, as Bill said, maybe you're in a situation where you've had documents drawn up years in the past, but uh, not by an elder law attorney. You're going to want to have those documents reviewed. Sit down and speak with someone to make sure that your planning is going to go the way that you want it to or the way that you're envisioning. If you would like to speak with someone on the team at WG Alexander and Associates, you can go to WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. From there, you can schedule some time to sit down with someone to help you review your documents or maybe set up some documents if you've never had that done before. Or if you want to learn more about asset protection and trust planning or long-term care assistance, you can sign up for the WG Alexander and Associates free webinars. There's no cost to do so. Just a wonderful educational opportunity for you to learn more about asset protection and trust planning or long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits, forms of financial assistance available for those who are dealing with a long-term care crisis. Go to WGALaw.com, click on the seminars button at the top of the page, WGALaw.com or call 919 919- Two five six seven thousand nine one nine two five six seven thousand. A quick break and back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. A quick reminder, beginning in January, this program can be heard Sundays at 10 a.m. and Tuesdays at 8 p.m. We're moving times, so be sure to take that into account if you're a fan of this program and want to continue to learn more from Bill. Start tuning in uh, in January, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., and Tuesday evenings at 8 p.m. We'll do a rebroadcast of that Sunday morning program. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And, Bill, we're having a discussion. You're scaring us a little bit on why estate planning is more than just a will or a trust. And even though we may have had some documents set up in the past, that doesn't quite mean we've reached the territory of good planning. Well, the key to a good plan is is one that will actually do what you expect it to do when when you pass or when you become incapacitated. And um, I'll give you an example. I had a um, a senior uh, come in to see me, a widow, and she said, "Okay, uh, what I want for my will is I want half of my estate." to go to my grandchildren, and the other half divided between my two children. And, you know, basically she had a nice family. Everything was good. There was no dysfunction or anything like that. And so I said, okay, that's that's not a problem. We can uh, certainly make your will state exactly what you want. Now let's dig a little deeper. Okay, so... Uh, what property do you have? Well, I have a home, and I have a bank account and some CDs, and I have an investment account, and I have a little bit of life insurance uh, and the like, uh, and some re- and a retirement account. Uh, and I said, okay. Now, uh, uh, your, um, your, your retirement account, uh, has a beneficiary designation. So who have you put uh, on that? Uh, well, my two children. Uh, okay, that's fine. Uh, how about your um, your life insurance? Do, is uh, Well, since my husband died, now it goes to my two children. Uh, I'm going, okay. And, uh, and what bank account do you have? And she told me what bank she was at. And she said, uh, now I've I've uh, talked to the banker, and uh, I have uh, a, a, what they call a a POD uh, on my bank account, all my accounts at the bank. And I said, okay, that means pay on death. That's a beneficiary designation. So uh, who gets that? And I said, oh, my two children. And okay. And I said, well, what about your investment account? And, and she said, well, uh, I uh, have um, uh, – they had a beneficiary, too. They had what they called a TOD. And I said, yes, that's a transfer on death. So who'd you put down on that? She said, well, my two children. And I said, okay, uh, you've told me enough. Your plan's not going to work. And, and, uh, and she looked at me, and she said, said why and I said because all of these different beneficiary designations will take priority over everything that's in your will so the only part of your estate that your grandchildren will enjoy 
would be half the proceeds from the sale of your home. Uh, otherwise, all of your bank accounts, your investment accounts, your life insurance, and your retirement accounts will go to your children because you've made arrangements outside of your will for the property to go to your children and not your grandchildren. So what I'm getting at is your your grandchildren are not going to get a whole lot. <laughs> so... And when she realized that, it's like, well, what do I do? <laughs> and I said, well, you have to change your beneficiary designations to meet your goals. I mean, what you want, if you want your children, your grandchildren to enjoy half of your estate, you have to make your estate uh, do that. And so oftentimes I, I call a will a cleanup document because it's last in line. All of these other things that you do will take priority uh, over what your will says. And and sometimes that uh, is a shame because typically your will is far more comprehensive than a beneficiary designation. And oftentimes a beneficiary designation can actually... Uh, work against your plan completely uh, if your will and your beneficiary designations are not consistent with each other. And, of course, then you can also have a situation, which is really weird, but it's, I, I mean, I'm just trying to give you an example. Let's say that one of your children dies with children, uh, and and you have a beneficiary designation, but your beneficiary designation doesn't say where the money goes. Uh, it, in other words, it doesn't indicate that it goes to your deceased child's children. Uh, and, and so half of it goes to your living child, but where's the other half go? Well, guess what? It goes to the estate. And then what does the estate say? The estate says, half goes to each child. So in essence, what's going what's happening is that the money that would have gone to the deceased child goes to the estate and then gets divided again. <laughs> so half of that goes to the living child and only the one fourth of what uh, it would have been ends up going to the children of the deceased child. So what I'm getting at is that this is where uh, planning can get all screwed up uh, because it's not prepared consistently with each other. And that's why it's so important for your financial plan and your banking plan and your estate plan to, to be considered together. It's just so important. And then uh, I know uh, we need to take another break, but um, I, I want to uh, uh, give you an example of a trust in this, uh, a couple different examples where you have the same kind of thing uh, with planning where it, it's, it's not merged. You know, I often talk about why it's so important to speak and sit with an elder law attorney, but I may need to revise that and say it's important to speak and sit with an experienced elder law attorney because Bill and W.G. Alexander and Associates have been at this for decades, 
and they've seen a lot in their time, and they can help you point out, you know, some holes or gaps that you may have in your planning that, you know, we often say you don't know what you don't know, and you may think you've got a, a well thought out plan, but their experience and expertise can help you shore up your plan in a way that, you know, someone who's not experienced just isn't going to be able to have that sort of foresight for you. If you would like to speak with someone, you can go to WGALaw.com. It's very easy to schedule some time to speak with an elder law attorney, or you can find information about their free webinars. If you want to learn more about asset protection and trust planning or long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits, financial assistance for those who are dealing with the long-term care crisis or who may see long-term care issues coming down the road. These are wonderful free opportunities for you to learn more from the team at WG Alexander and Associates. There's no cost. All you have to do is register in advance. Go to WGALaw.com. Click on the seminars button to register for free to attend their webinars. All you need is a device with internet access and an email address, and you're good to go. It's as simple as that. WGALaw.com is where you want to go or call 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. A short break and back with more. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. We'll be back after this. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. You can go to WGALaw.com to learn more about WG Alexander and Associates and Bill Alexander. If you want to register for their free webinars, you can do that at WGALaw.com as well. Just click on the seminars button to view more about their webinars dedicated to long-term care assistance and asset protection and trust planning. They're completely free. Learn more at WGALaw.com. And don't forget, Asset Protection Today is moving starting in January. This program will no longer be on Saturdays. We're moving to Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., and that show will be rebroadcast Tuesday evenings at 8 p.m. So you'll have two chances to hear this program. So make sure you make that change. Mental note, beginning in January, Asset Protection Today will be airing Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and rebroadcast Tuesday evenings at 8 p.m. And you can always find replays of this show by searching for Asset Protection Today and any of the podcast platforms that you use. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And today we're talking about estate planning and how it's more than just a will or a trust. Bill, you were just speaking about how a will, you view that as a cleanup document. Let's, let's talk about trust. Well, the fact is, is that for folks that uh, are well-to-do, or they're trying to create asset protection for their spouse at their death, or they're trying to create asset protection for their children or grandchildren, or they have any kind of complicated situation, uh, like as in a second marriage, third marriage, uh, owning real estate in uh, outside the state of North Carolina, um, or any of those kinds of situations, uh, 
typically a revocable trust-based plan uh, is the way to go because you can actually accomplish what your goals are with a trust that can be very difficult, if not impossible, to do uh, with a will-based type plan. And so, um, uh, but there's quite often, you know, most people are saying, well, I'm, I don't know that much about trust, but I've heard they're really good. Uh, a lot of folks uh, like the concept of a, tr- uh, of a revocable trust simply because they know that it avoids the time and expense of going through probate and court administration, uh, which can be time-consuming and complicated as, uh, and more expensive. And so a, a trust does have that advantage if and only if it is properly used. And quite frankly, so many folks create a document that says what they want to happen, uh, but they, they don't um, fulfill it because they don't do the extra work that needs to be done. And so I'm saying, okay, what's that? Now, let me just give you an example. I, I just helped a lady, a widow. She lost her husband this past year. And it's like, okay, we have a joint trust, and I have lots of questions about it. And so, again, I went into, okay, what property do you have? Uh, and uh, and then I, I reviewed the, her trust with her and that sort of thing. And I said, okay. Um, and, and just to give you a little bit of background, um, she had a nice estate with her husband, about a $3 million estate. However, about $2 million of the three was in uh, retirement accounts. Okay, so retirement accounts are never in a trust. All right, so it was like, okay. Uh, sh- so she had a house, a nice house. She had bank accounts and investment accounts, and then she had... Um, uh, had retirement accounts. And I said, okay, so what uh, have you funded into the trust? Because actually, uh, the tr- uh, a trust could have been uh, created so that the retirement accounts went to the trust for, for the benefit of the spouse and then later the, the children. Uh, and in fact, that is a smart thing to do if you want to ensure that the retirement account ultimately goes to the the children, uh, because if if you have a rollover retirement account, then the spouse can change who the ultimate beneficiary of the retirement account is, uh, and that can be important, particularly important uh, with a second or third marriage when their children by previous marriages and the spouse's children are not the same as your children. So using a trust for that purpose can be extremely uh, important. But uh, that was not the case in this situation. This was a first marriage, and it was like, okay, what's actually in the trust? And I learned that even though they had a $3 million estate, uh, they only had one investment account uh, a three hundred thousand dollar investment account that was actually in 
that was funded into the the joint trust of the husband and wife. And so the the point of the matter <laughs> is that everything else they owned was not in the trust, so it didn't. the The advantages of the trust were actually ignored, and so um, uh, that is a a real shame. Now, in, if now that was not the case in this particular case, but if this trust had been set up for um, uh, to reduce or eliminate the potential for a state tax or had some significant tax planning in it, it would have been really important um, to make sure everything worked the way it needed to be. But this was an uncomplicated case, so um, while it, it didn't uh, take in the advantages, uh, it, uh, it didn't, there was no harm done. But in more cases than not, there's huge harm done. And so, for, for instance, it, uh, th- this particular trust basically said what's in this trust account uh, goes to an irrevocable trust at the death of the first spouse. And so we, we had to discuss how that worked. And, of course, there's some advantages to that, but it didn't have the, the tax advantages that you could have had otherwise. And what you, you do lose, even though you can file an estate tax return and retain unused exemption for estate tax, if you have a large estate, a nice estate, and you want uh, to create a trust that will actually end up with your grandchildren, uh, then you need generation skipping, and you lose the generation skip if you don't have an irrevocable trust at the first death. So there's, you know, these um, situations are so often not considered. And when you don't, in, in other words, when you have, the pro- you have a trust, but you don't fund the property into the trust, which is a very common problem because there's so many estate planners out there that will prepare these wonderful documents, but then they won't help the clients understand how important it is that their uh, property needs to be transferred to them as trustees under the trust agreement. That's, I I would say, at least half of the folks that come to me to review their trust agreements, one of the first things I ask is, okay, what have you got in the trust? And they look at me blindly. I mean, it's just a blank on their face. Uh, It's like, you mean, what were, were we supposed to transfer something into the trust and and I'm going yes it doesn't work otherwise I mean look at it this way you know because when you create a trust you always uh, I should not I shouldn't use the word always or never but in other words when you have a trust you typically have a will that says uh, upon my death transfer all my property to my trust if it's not already in my trust that's why we call it a pour over will well, guess what? 
the first reason people do use a trust for is what? To avoid the court process, to avoid probate, to avoid the need for a will, right? Well, guess what? If you haven't put your property into your trust or tra- transferred it to the trustee prior to your death, you're basically asking your will, you're asking the court to process all your property. So guess what? Instead of making it easier and faster and cheaper, you've just made it more complicated to take longer and more expensive because now everything has to go through the court court administration with the, with the expense of that and the time delay of that. And then at the end, it gets transferred to where? To the trustee under your trust that you could have done before you died. And then you have to do the, the trust administration piece to get everything situated. So instead of being easier and faster, you've created a bigger mess for your family. And th- this is, uh, it's so frustrating because it can be so easy But if it's not done right, it makes it more complicated instead of making it easier, faster, and cheaper. But the key at the end of the day is you want your plan to work exactly the way you've intended it to work. I mean, that's the whole, that's, that is the point of good planning. If you've got a trust or documents and listening to Bill, you've kind of turned pale listening to some of the things that he brought up. Schedule some time to speak with an experienced elder law attorney. Go to WGALaw.com. It's so easy to do. You can find some time to sit down and speak with someone and make sure that your documents are working the way that you intend. And if they're not, then you'll get them fixed. You know, the team here will help you do that in a easy and understandable way. If you would like to learn more about their free webinars as well, you can go to WGALaw.com. Click on the seminars button. There are two webinars that they do the second Wednesday of every month. The morning webinar deals with long-term care assistance. This deals with Medicaid, VA benefits, and all forms of financial assistance available to most middle-class families who are dealing with a long-term care crisis and the extravagant expenses associated with that. The afternoon webinar deals with asset protection and trust planning, a lot of what we're discussing today. So if you would like to learn more, and at no cost to you, just a wonderful educational webinar for you to attend from the comfort of your own home, go to WGALaw.com. Click on that Seminars button at the top of the page or call the office, 919 916-7000, 919-256-7000. to attend and register those free webinars. We're taking a short break, but we will be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Don't go anywhere. Listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. If you haven't heard our announcement, we are moving times. This program usually airs Saturday mornings at 11, but beginning in January, that's changing. Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander can 
be heard beginning in January, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Make the mental note of that change, and the program will be rebroadcast Tuesday evenings during the week at 8 p.m. So Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. will be the new time for Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander beginning in January on WPTF and rebroadcast Tuesday evenings at 8 p.m. Two wonderful chances for you to continue to learn more from Bill. And don't forget, you can always listen to the Asset Protection Today podcast. Search for Asset Protection Today and Bill Alexander. Wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, anywhere that you get your podcasts, you can find Asset Protection Today. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, the end of the year is upon us, and that always means that it's it's time to start thinking a little bit about taxes. Well, that's true. And, and uh, frankly, I don't know anyone out there uh, – who is not interested in saving taxes. I mean, tax planning uh, is extremely important to folks. And uh, uh, how, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. But for seniors, um, one of the bigger assets that most of us enjoy today are retirement accounts. And uh, frankly, those can be complicated. So many people think that um, uh, that the best way to plan is to only take required minimum distributions. Now, frankly, once we turn 59 and a half, then we can take uh, distributions from our retirement accounts. Um, and not be penalized. If we take distributions before 59 and a half, then there generally, with some exceptions, is a penalty um, that, that we would have to pay along with the normal income taxes on top of that. But once you're 59 and a half, then, um, and so, sometimes it's wise to take your retirement account distributions. And, and so, Let's say that you've decided to retire at age 63. Well, we know that full retirement age for Social Security is 67. And let's say that we have a very large retirement account. And so we've retired a little bit early anyway at 63. And so we've been thinking about taking our Social Security, but we're in good health. So guess what? Uh, Typically in that situation, Uh, you're better off, actually, instead of taking Social Security, delaying taking your your Social Security in favor of taking the money that you need to live on out of your retirement account. And that has a couple pluses uh, because uh, Social Security guarantees 8% more money uh, each year that you delay. And of course, some people delay until they're 70, uh, and that can increase it even more. It just really depends on a number of different things. But if you've retired, then typically uh, taking money from your retirement account can make sense. Now, the other thing that I w- want to bring forward is the fact that uh, uh, Number, you know, we've talked about uh, uh, qualified charitable donations. You know, if you give to your church, if you tithe or 
if you um, are over 70 and a half. Now, for most folks, required distributions don't occur now until you're 73. Uh, but you have um, you can give to charities through your retirement accounts, and that typically is a smart move. And some folks might be thinking about, should I be doing Roth conversions? Uh, Roths are really nice. And part of it is, okay, what's my income tax bracket going to be? Because required distributions can push me into a higher bracket. And so that is something to look carefully at. Roth conversions can reduce your required distributions in the future. Now, I generally don't recommend Roth distributions while you're still working, but once you've retired, uh, Roth conversions can actually be a smart move. Uh, one of the considerations is, if you're married, is what will the income be uh, for the surviving spouse? Because here's something that most people don't realize, and that is that in almost every case, not every case, but in most cases, the survivor is pushed into a higher tax bracket. And if you've got major required distributions from your retirement accounts, that makes it even worse. Because <laughs> so part of the, the part of the planning is, okay, what's my income, retirement income? What will the income be if I lose my spouse? And, and What's my tax bracket now? Because a married couple generally is in a lower tax bracket. And then there's one other thing that's really important that folks uh, may not know, and that is that our tax bracket, I mean, not the bracket, but our tax rate is going up in just over two years. In other words, we have this year, one week, <laughs> and we've got the year of 2024 and 2025. And you're going, well, Bill, what do you mean? What happens? Well, January 1, 2026, our low rates go back up. When, when Congress reduced our rates, they did it temporarily. You know, they, they acted like it was permanent. But no, they, they only did it for a temporary. In other words, what they did was they sunset our rates. So in 2026, our rates are going back up. And so bottom line, now if you're in the 10% rate, that stays 10%. But if you're in the, the next bracket or the next rate increases, 12%. That's going up to 15%. Now, the bracket, next bracket after that is the 22%. That's going to 25 So guess what? You're going up at least 3%. And then if you get stuck with getting into the next highest tax bracket, if you're going from 15 that pushes you to 25%. That's a 10% increase in your taxes. So the, if you can do some things to keep your uh, keep your lower bracket, and and oftentimes your required distributions will in fact push you into a higher bracket. And so, these are some things that you can look at yourself, and then you might want to talk to your CPA about how you might um, 
basically save some money on your taxes. But it's this year and the next two years that are favorable because we're still in low tax rates uh, for the next two years and one week. (laughs) No one wants to pay more taxes than they have to, so investigate that. See if that can result in some savings for you with the increase in tax rates. That's written into law. It's coming, so make sure you plan for that and hopefully take advantage of the lower tax rates that we have for the next two years. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. We'll be right back. Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Don't forget this program is moving beginning in January. You can hear Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. We're moving from Saturdays to Sundays, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and rebroadcast Tuesday evenings at 8 p.m. And the program will always be available online at WPTF.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. If you are interested in attending one of the free webinars put on by WG Alexander and Associates, go to WGALaw.com, click on the seminars button at the top of the page, learn more about long-term care assistance and asset protection and trust planning. That'll do it for us today. We're out of time. On behalf of Bill Alexander, I'm Jason Kong. You've been listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful day.